Welcome to this GemTrain Autism Guidance presentation. We believe in connecting loving parents with beautiful children through inspiring training content. We understand how it can feel to have these challenges. Sometimes you can end up feeling so alone and overwhelmed. We know you love your child and we want to support you and help you overcome the challenges of autism. This free content is our gift to you. I'm Emily Penrod and I'm an education advocate. I really strongly believe that parents are ultimately responsible for the education of their children. So I finished my degree and became a teacher myself. And I've taught in a public high school, I've taught in a charter school, and I ended my career in a private school. This one was unique. It was a residential treatment facility for teenagers who were at risk. During the last few years I was at this school, I, the school started to focus on students with autism or mood disorders. And I had a lot of chance to learn more about autism, to meet more families who knew about this even more deeply. And so when, I, when it was time to retire from full-time teaching, I knew I wanted to stay in education, an education advocate. I could see that sometimes there's a breakdown in communication between parents and school. Sometimes there's even some distrust. There can be some really negative experiences that could cause a parent to be very distrustful of their child's school. And I learned and I've had success in helping to bridge that gap because I understand both perspectives. I've been able to help parents understand what schools are doing and schools be a little more responsive and listening. Start with self-care. It sounds counterintuitive, but you're gonna to have to make sure you get adequate rest and take time to do those things that fuel you. You know, if you have a hobby, take, even if it's just 15 minutes a week, have that activity that just rejuvenates you. I grew up in the era when kids just rode in the back seat of the station wagon. Seat belts were an elective when you bought a new car. Sometimes they had them, sometimes they didn't. But all it took was seeing one video of the crash dummies showing what happens in a head-on collision or a rear end to someone who's sitting in a car without a seatbelt. That's all it took. And it changed a mindset. Interesting that Sir Isaac Newton discovered those laws of motions hundreds of years ago and it took us how long after the car was invented to figure out it also applies to cars? So, and that's just one small example. I've also seen people turn their life around and from a negative situation to a much more positive situation when they got the right education. And I have, what has thrilled me the most is seeing those 
situations where a student, I was mainly a special ed teacher, and I would see a student who had that diagnosis, which strictly said they're not going to accomplish much, but because their parents believed in them and supported them, and because they communicated effectively with the school and the teachers, the school personnel, the parents, all were united in believing in this student and committed to working together to provide them with the setting that would enhance their strengths and allow them to progress. And I saw students who progressed far more than anyone had expected. Understanding the worth of the child is key. We tend to look at others thinking how they relate to ourselves. If someone does something differently than we would do, we tend to be critical of that. But when we can accept that not everyone is the same, some people's brains are just wired differently. They don't work like ours do, like most brains do. Their brains don't work like the average brain does. But they still have something to contribute. They still have something to teach us. Autistic children have the ability to focus. They can concentrate on details. I know there are some software companies that actively campaign to hire employees with autism because their experience has been they can spend the time focusing on the details, not complain, not need as many breaks. They don't waste their time standing around the water cooler. They're more focused. And they're also more creative. We tend to have a set mindset, you know, thinking inside the box. Whereas someone with autism or ADHD can be more creative. They can think of something that hasn't been done before. And it's no coincidence to me that a lot of these CEOs in charge of innovative companies that are rapidly growing actually have a brain that's wired differently. Sometimes when parents hear that their child has been diagnosed with autism, they may feel some fear. They may worry, you know, all their dreams for this child having the normal life that they expected, going to the college they wanted them to go to, going into a career that they would want a child to go into, may be disarming to them. But if they, to understand their child's worth, to appreciate this child, I think the first step is to accept that their child's brain is wired differently. And different isn't always bad. It's just that if they have other children and had parenting techniques that were very successful with these other children, they most likely won't work with this child. But that doesn't mean the child can't be parented. It doesn't mean they can't learn to assimilate with society. It just means the teaching approach needs to be different. Some adjustments would be 
will need to be made. I think the first step is acceptance. Accept them and love them, even if it isn't quite the child you thought you had ordered. Quite often, parents may even feel, feel poorly about themselves. They may feel, maybe I did something wrong and that's why I have a child who is different. I think it's critical, not only for parents to value their child, but to value themselves. We, we live in a society right now that is so critical of parents. Parents are quite often openly ridiculed. You may have strangers commenting on your child having a meltdown in the middle of a grocery store and feeling like it's your fault, you're a bad parent, you can't you control your child. And they simply don't understand your child's reaction to this environment, which is terrifying for a child with autism. So parents need to understand their own worth, that they have been given this child because you have something to provide. You have something to give to that child. And quite often parents will reach out to experts, and you should get support in raising this child who is differently wired. But understand that the medical doctor, the teacher, the professional educator may have expertise in their area, but you are the expert on your child. You know and understand your child better than anyone else. Don't ever relinquish that title of being the expert on your child. If something is recommended you don't feel really good about, don't hesitate to say, I don't think that will work for my child. Because you have a lifetime commitment. You'll encounter some amazing, talented, dedicated teachers who will give their all to your child. But they're in it for the school year. You're in it for life. Your commitment and your knowledge of your child make you a very valuable member of that IEP team. Don't ever hesitate to speak up. We hope you're enjoying this GemTrain Autism Guidance presentation. We invite you to help this important effort continue by becoming a patron of GemTrain on Patreon. By joining, you will get access to new and exclusive content and get to offer your ideas for future content. You can find the link in the description or simply search for GemTrain on Patreon today. Self-care is a word that parents hear all the time. And I know I've been there. You hear it and you think, yeah, right, when? Think of the analogy of the oxygen mask. Would you ever say, all right, the plane's going down, the oxygen mask has dropped, but I don't have time to put it on? Of course not. That self-care isn't just for you. It's to provide the care your child needs. Make time for it. Make it a commitment. Make it a priority. If you are fortunate enough to have a spouse someone who is helping you raise this child, 
work with them, come up with a plan, trade off. My husband and I had an agreement on what nights he would get up with the babies and what nights I would get up with the babies. And the interesting thing to me was when he was on duty, I didn't even hear them. So if you've got that kind of support, be grateful for it and appreciate that person who's giving you. Now, unfortunately, not all parents have that support. And it's sad, but I have seen it time and time again where there seems to be a wedge. You may have one parent who either doesn't want to acknowledge that there's a problem or feels that they should just turn the care over to someone else and you have another parent who says, this is my child, I want to raise my child. It, it, sometimes in that additional stress, you may lose that partner and that's unfortunate. But I have known many parents, it wasn't easy, but they still move forward with, the deter with determination to care for their child and to take time to care for themselves. So you are arranging, making the arrangements you need, trading off to make sure you're getting the adequate rest, the new proper nutrition for you, and also your child. And I, we can get in later how good nutrition helps your child. That can change their behavior. I've had many mothers report that they saw a change in their child's behavior when they were able to eat healthier foods. But that's, that's another topic. Right now, let's talk about the parents. We're gonna help the parents and having that hobby. And don't think of it, well, I don't, I can't take a day, no. Start with whatever you can do. Even if it is just 15 minutes a day that you are feeding your soul, just doing this activity that you love, this thing that makes you feel alive, whether it's photography or, or crocheting or knitting or painting, just your creative endeavor that helps you feel alive. Don't give it up. You'll need it. Cling to it and give it as much time as you can. If, if you're listening to this now and you're thinking, oh, I don't feel good about what I've done. It's not uncommon to feel guilty. I, I felt a lot of guilt myself. I remember even on Mother's Day feeling like, I can't take that flower. I'm not a worthy mother. And it's a tendency for, for most people, but especially parents, to be too hard on themselves. We have such high standards of what we want to achieve. I had the illusion that somehow I would become this perfect person who never lost their temper and was always calm and pleasant. And that didn't happen. And it isn't going to happen. I think it's important for you not only to accept your child with their challenges, 
but to accept yourself with your challenges. You're not gonna be perfect, but that's okay. What matters is the love. If the overriding principle is that you love your child, you're committed to your child, you want what is best for them, that's fine. And if you really want to experience frustration and despair, try changing the past because no one can do that. Move forward. I remember setting a goal that I would go an entire day without losing my temper. And some days I had to celebrate the fact that I made it till noon. But I would always say, tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow's a new day, a fresh start. You always have a fresh start. Move forward. What you've done in the past does not matter nearly as much as the direction you're heading and what, where you're going. Keep that goal and keep moving towards it and forgive yourself. You're doing the best you can in an extremely difficult situation. My husband and I were blessed with seven children and we loved each and every one of them, we still do, and considered it an honor to be parents. We, I was fortunate to have a good companion who was just as involved in parenting as I was. And I acknowledge not everyone gets that and I'm very grateful for it. We felt pretty comfortable as we next child came along. We felt like, yeah, we know how to do this. We know how to parent. And then our last child came along and he had ADHD. And suddenly everything that worked so well before just wasn't working. We felt like we had to throw everything out and start from scratch. And it turned out to be the most effective thing we could have done. If your child, when your child has autism or ADHD, their brain physically is not the same. It's, it's wired differently. Those neural transmissions work differently. Most infants re respond to the mother. As, as the mother holds them and they gaze into mother's eyes, they bond. And I've even heard that at about the age of nine months, there's a kind of a flood of hormones in the baby's brain. And they begin to realize this adult will respond to my needs. If I want something, they'll get it for me and they respond to what I do. They'll react to making funny noises or funny faces, and they start to learn that how to interact with other human beings. But unfortunately, this does not take place, or may not always take place, in the brain of a child with autism. And the child may, or the parents may not be reinforced with that interaction with their child. And they may watch the child growing up not really wanting to interact with other people. Or in many cases, they, in other cases, they do want to interact, but they don't know how. 
And some well-meaning parents will say, oh, there's a group of children your age. They're at the park. Just walk up and tell them your name and, and play with them. Ask them if you can play with them. And for a neurotypical child, that's no problem. That's easy. But for a child with autism, that can be terrifying. That could be like asking them to jump off a high cliff. And, they, and, and parents may not understand that. They may not understand why, well, your siblings didn't have any trouble with that. Why is that a problem for you? And some of the simple tasks like keeping track of your homework, knowing not to interrupt a conversation, that we are just a natural part of growing up, suddenly are insurmountable challenges. Dealing with noise. In some cases, what sounds like an average level sound to you is deafening to them. What feels like just a light touch to you could feel like a slug to them. Some children with autism are overly sensitive in their senses and they experience a sensory overload. Think how you would react if suddenly, without any ear protection, you were found yourself within a few feet of a jet taking off. How would you react? What would you do? And you may see those same reactions in your child. Now, I've heard often that if you know one child with autism, you know one child with autism. Unlike other disabilities, it's, it varies so greatly that you can't look at your, maybe your neighbor has a child with autism and you're thinking, okay, so my child is gonna act like theirs. That's not going to be the case. It may not be the case. Your child may react completely differently. There, is so, there are so many different ways that a child with autism can react. Some are, very, some are rather outgoing, almost to the point of being overbearing, and some are extremely withdrawn. Some are sensitive to noise, some don't. Some of them are calmed. It calms them down to be moving, and others, that's irritating. So your child is going to be unique, not just because they have autism, because they will have their own unique way of coping with it, dealing with it, how they respond to it. So understand that your child will not follow the usual benchmarks that you expect all, child, all children to follow. They will have their own unique challenges. And the greatest gift you can give them is accepting that and not expecting them to be like anyone else. Accepting that they are them and loving them. We hope you've enjoyed this presentation and that you feel our sincere desire to help you overcome the challenges of autism. We invite you to help this important effort continue by becoming a patron of GemTrain on Patreon today. By joining, you will get access to new and exclusive content and get to offer your ideas for future content. 
You can find the link in the description or simply search for GemTrain on Patreon. A better relationship is waiting, and we're glad we can be a part of your success.